Thank you for tuning in today, and welcome to Steady Chatting, the podcast. I'm your host, Charlie, and this is episode number six, where it's ganja-packed. We'll be talking about cannabis at work, sacrifice, some tools that you'd probably want to have nearby when it's time to harvest, and we're going to cover a rolling paper review. We'll also be hearing music from Sisla Kalanji, KRS-One, and Common. On this channel, you can expect to hear content on cannabis, growing, product reviews, interviews, interesting news, discussions, music, and whatever you like. Let us at Steady Snap and Productions know what you'd like to hear on future podcasts so we can keep giving you what you want and what you need. Join in the conversation. And if you're a visitor just checking this podcast out for the first time, don't forget to subscribe to get more content. Now, let's get this started. All right, so fat shout out to those who are listening to this episode on their way to work. This topic is going to be about cannabis use at work. Now, could there be an issue with consuming at work? Absolutely. Your boss might be a dick. I mean, you might be a dick and then you consume cannabis and then you're no longer a dick and everybody's expecting you to come in there and rip their heads off or curse people out or give people that stink face like someone shit on your upper lip. And you come in there and you're like in the best world ever. Everybody's, you're just pleasant to everybody. So, you know, that that being pleasant with people is definitely not an issue. But the fact that people might not know how to deal with you because now you come across much more level-headed. You're not as uh, uh, short-fused as in the past. That may take a little bit of time to people to adjust to. Um, other issues that you could run into, simply uh, the fact that if you're consuming recreationally, then that's not going to protect you if the boss catches you and tests you and finds that you have drugs in your system. Um, unless you have a dependency issue, unless you're an addict and they have a policy within their company that says that, uh, how does it work? From my understanding... Uh, based on labor laws, a company uh, is supposed to provide support to an individual that they believe is addicted. And if they've provided that support, whether it's to a physician or a counselor, and you refuse to participate, then they could terminate you. In other cases, they don't even need to provide that service and support. They could still terminate you. So most importantly, before you start doing things you think you have the right to do, find out whether you actually have that right, because that's what's going to save your ass. Uh, Sativa strains would probably be the most ideal type of cannabis to consume if you're going to work. Um, Sativas are generally known to be more of an active strain, more of a daytime bud. But don't get it twisted. You could smoke a sativa and it'll put you on your ass. So... Be mindful and do your research when you're buying your bud or when you're growing your bud as for which ones you're going to be using at what times of the day because that could cripple your ability to get your work done. Um, in regards to using heavy machinery while you're at work, I don't know whether it's okay to consume cannabis and use heavy machinery. Everybody's different. So the most important thing for that, I say, is know who you are, know what you're capable of, and don't put other people's lives at risk over a joint. That just That's just ignorant and doesn't make any sense. You know, we're grown people. We should act that way.
Now, I've spent many years working in the telephone industry, both in hooking up telephone and on the phones, answering calls from people, getting cursed out, doing collections for five years. And you know what? That industry will not exist without cannabis. I'm going to just say it just as it is. We, as telemarketers, telesurveyors, telephone reps, need a spliff and a coffee because sometimes these customers are real fucktards and really push your buttons. And the only way you can maintain and be composed is by being under the influence. And then you got some dick managers who really don't know how to manage. They just think they're managing because they haven't been fired as yet. Fuck out of here with that shit. Y'all need to smoke a spliff too. Last but not least, notice how things have changed. In companies nowadays, uh, your insurance providers are now seeming to make that adjustment to being 420 friendly. Uh, Sun Life, which is an insurance provider out here, has agreed to cover the cost of people's medical marijuana in the event they are prescribed that as their medication for whatever sickness they're going through. So I think that's pretty awesome. We are in an interesting time and I'm enjoying what I see. What are you willing to sacrifice to make your dreams reality? Now, this is a very important topic because most of us tend to trade and sacrifice our time for money. But in most cases, that's not what's going to get you to your final vision and your final goal of what it is you think you deserve out of life. Let's face it. Working for other people is not my dream. Working for myself is my dream. And it's my reality. And I'm working towards that being a full-time reality. But uh, what is it that we are willing to sacrifice to get to the top of the food chain? Some people sacrifice their morals. Some sacrifice spirituality. And when I say sacrifice your morals, meaning you know that there's something that you were raised to not um, support. But if you feel that um, ignoring that gut feeling, ignoring that um, instinct just for the sake of making sure that you get paid, that's an example of sacrificing your morals for something else. Sometimes it's as simple as, you know it's not right to um, to lie to people. But to close this sale, you have to lie. So what are you going to do? Are you going to do the right thing and tell the truth and possibly not get the sale? Or are you going to lie through your teeth, get the sale, get your commission, and then go to church and pray for your forgiveness or just ask God for forgiveness and not even attend church. Spirituality, the same thing. Sometimes you have to work on a Sunday so you can't physically go to church and do your prayers or Saturday and do your prayers or Friday or Wednesday, whatever the day is. Sometimes you'll have to sacrifice your comfort. And that's something that I can vouch for. I mean, shit, I was born and raised in Scarborough, Ontario, and I know everybody down there. I know three quarters of Toronto. 
But I moved to a place that I don't know whatsoever, and that was really uncomfortable. And I will say, it was worth being uncomfortable, because now I'm still kind of uncomfortable, but there's so much growth from when I first touched down till now. So as I, we talked about sacrificing time, sometimes people are willing to sacrifice their health and their happiness. But what is it that you are willing to sacrifice to achieve the goals that you envision for yourself? Ask yourself that. Now to those who have the luxuries of growing their own herbs, their own cannabis, you will run into this special day called Harvest Day or Crop Out Season. And when that time comes, it's good for you to know what kind of equipment would be useful for you to have on hand so that you can finish this process of taking down your flowered plants. So let's get right in on this. Equipment that are necessary or I think would be ideal or essential to make the job easier, cutters. Definitely, you could pick the buds off with your hand, but chances are when your plant is ready to harvest, meaning that it's time for you to cut down the branches and hang them so that they dry before you start bottling them or put them into whatever container, you know, you still it still has to go through a little process so when you're taking them off of the main stock it's easier to take off with scissors you could use your regular scissors that you use to cut your weed up when you're smoking i wouldn't suggest it you want a clean pair of scissors something that the blades are sharp um and and works very smooth it's not too stiff because eventually your hands will get sore your muscles in your hands uh some you need to have some containers at least one for your trim, being the leaves that you're planning to take off of the buds, and one container for your actual buds, so that when you're done, your buds aren't sitting in the pile of trim that you just created. Uh, space to dry buds. That's definitely important. I don't know. Depending on your setup, you may have a separate chamber where you plan to hang your buds and let them dry. I personally was suggested, and I wouldn't suggest that you don't, um, how can I put it? You don't hang your bud to dry in the same tent that you just finished growing, especially if you have other plants in there. Uh, what happens is these buds need complete darkness to finish off so that it doesn't spoil, it doesn't uh, change the consistency of your bud. So if you put it in your tent that you're flowering something else, 12 hours into the darkness, the light comes on. So it defeats that purpose. So find a nice space to dry your bud. Some people use humidifiers. I don't because the environment that I'm drying my bud in is decent. But sometimes you may want a humidifier in there, in the area that you're drying your bud. You definitely are going to need some jars or containers to put your bud in when it's time to sweat. Most important thing is making sure that the containers are airtight. You'd like to have some tape, particularly white masking tape, and a pen and or a marker so that you can write down what it is that you just finished growing, how much it weighed, you know, when you bottled it so you know when it's when the cure is finished. Uh a jeweler's loop or something to magnify the buds. Now, I did this for the first plant and then I didn't really stress about it moving forward. The need to study the trichomes to see what stage your plant is at. I, once you get the hang of it and you kind of look at your plant, you could look at it and tell. 
or if you've grown it before, then you know when, what's its sweet spot. And then you don't have to check trichomes as much. But, I mean, it's up to you. If you're the type that wants to know what's the, what stage it's at, get a jeweler's loop or get something to magnify the buds. I mean, you could even use a magnifying glass. Um, and humidity packs. Now, when I finish take the buds off of the stems and they're finished drying and I throw them into jars, I then throw in a humidity pack to regulate the moisture inside there. Because the whole key to curing your bud for a week, a month, two months after it's finished being picked is you want to slow down the, the, the drying process. So if you throw in a humidity pack, first of all, when you pick that plant and you hang dry it, when you take it off from wherever it's drying, it's still moist inside the bud. So you're throwing the buds into a jar so that the moisture that's inside the bud can now start coming out. And that's what sweating is because you want an even consistency of moisture in that bud. And when you throw in a humidity pack, now you're providing humidity once again while it's drying the humidity from inside the bud outside. So it slows the drying process down. If you don't put humidity packs in, then your bud's just going to dry faster. And we don't want that. And last but not least, a scale. So you know how much you grew. Hope this helps. All right. So how many of you out there suffer from the same frustrations that I suffer from? You finish a long day of work, you get home, you're trying to roll up your I'm finally done with the bullshit spliff, and then your papers bust open, or they don't stick, or uh, they keep outing, or any other little riff that may hinder your ability to enjoy your moment of rest and relaxation. That's annoying, man. Really annoying. But I got the luxuries of doing a review for Canadian lumber companies rolling papers. They gave me three different packs. So there's wood, hippie, and there is uh, greens. Uh, the difference, the wood papers are made out of 100% wood. The hippie papers are made of 50% uh, bleached and 50% unbleached hemp paper. And then the green is 100% unbleached hemp paper. Um, they are all packaged the same. It comes in um, cardboard little packaging that has 40 papers, 40 filters. That's good. The packaging is uh, black and red plaid print. That's awesome. Their logo, very tight. When it comes to rolling, the papers are durable. They, you didn't po I didn't poke any holes in the papers while I was trying to roll up. Um, they stick well. There isn't a weird aftertaste from the glue. Um, it didn't bust open on me after I started packing it in. What else? Um, but when I'm smoking, all three of those papers had the same issue. Within less than five minutes, all three of those spliffs outed. And it's not because of how I rolled it, because I rolled all three of them consistently. I rolled them the same way how I roll all my other spliffs. Um, fat shout out to the motherfuckers out there that could roll their own spliffs and don't have to depend on somebody else or a rolling machine to roll. I mean, OG, old school. Um, so I did it. I did the review in two parts. I did it by myself or I should say with myself and my girlfriend. And the other one, I took it into a larger group setting 
So fat shout out to my boys out there, 403 Eastside Project, went out to their farm and chopped it up with the twins and Alex. Um, and when I was smoking in a group setting, a larger group setting, um, out of the three spliffs, only one happened out. So I don't know. I don't know if it's because of how the intervals in between when I take my draws. I find that that's kind of hard to believe because I'm a pretty consistent smoker. So overall, I am in my humble opinion, um, I give these papers one thumb up, one thumb down. Thank you for listening to today's podcast number six. We here at Steady Snapping Productions couldn't have done this without you. Keep tuning in for more interviews, good music, and great discussions. If you have a topic that you want us to cover, you can send me a message on Instagram at Snapologus. That's S-N-A-P-A-L-O-T-A-G-U-S. Or you could DM me through Facebook at Steady Snapping Charlie. Keep following me on my travels and feel free to take me on some of your travels as well. These podcasts can be downloaded and saved on your device. So stock up on episodes for future road trips to help pass the time. I'm your host, Steady Snap and Charlie, and this is Steady Chatting, the podcast.